This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Ukraine and Russia have very different narratives about the current war and about history. One of Ukraine's most legendary figures is Volodymyr the Great. He ruled Kiev in the 10th century and is honored with a huge statue in Ukraine's capital. Yet Russia also claims him as central to their history. Russians, who know him as Vladimir the Great, built an even larger statue just outside the Kremlin walls. NPR's Greg Myrie in Kiev and Charles Maines in Moscow have this tale of two statues and how these monuments are built into the current conflict between Russia and Ukraine. We begin with Greg. It's a gorgeous spring day in Kiev. I'm next to a statue of Volodymyr, overlooking the Dnipro River that bisects the city. I'm very close to the office of the man who currently leads the country, another guy named Volodymyr, Zelensky. Both are protected against a Russian attack. Volodymyr the president is in a heavily fortified compound. Volodymyr the statue is draped in green canvas, surrounded by scaffolding that notes he's occupied this commanding spot since 1853. (laughs) And, And it's his city. Standing at the statue, priest and religious scholar George Kovalenko says Vladimir put ancient Kiev on the map. He united fractious tribes, opened trade to other parts of Europe, and his most enduring legacy was that he brought Christianity to Kiev. It's also Vladimir who led to the great construction of, of Kiev, so there's a lot of credit that is owed to him. So here's the scene. I am also looking at a statue of the Grand Prince, only I'm in Moscow just outside the Kremlin, and here they call him Vladimir. In fact, it was another Vladimir, Vladimir Putin, who played a key role in bringing him to the city back in 2016. At an unveiling ceremony surrounded by Orthodox priests and politicians, Putin said Vladimir the Great's embrace of Christianity set the course for modern Russia as power shifted to Moscow over the centuries. Prince Vladimir went down in history as a unifier and defender of Russian lands and a far-sighted politician who created the foundations of a strong, unified, centralized state. If that sounds vaguely like Putin could also be talking about Vladimir Putin, it's no coincidence, says Sergei Chapnin, a scholar of Orthodox Christian studies who formerly worked in the Moscow Patriarchate. Not only great prince Vladimir has this name, so you have to figure out who is the main Vladimir among them. Chapnin says the Moscow Monument's arrival was part of a wider effort by the Kremlin to place Putin's Russia at the center of Slavic political and spiritual life, an idea Putin has stressed as he watched Ukraine drift towards the West. So he erected this huge monument trying symbolically to present this idea that the heritage uh, of Prince Vladimir is somehow transferred from Kiev to Moscow. Here in Kyiv, Ukrainians say Russia is attempting to erase their history, just as they say Russia's military campaign is trying to erase their country. Religious scholar George Kovalenko says Russian leaders have been trying to crush this notion of an independent Ukraine for centuries. So it's very important to understand that this is a long-standing history of uh, imperial conquest 
When Volodymyr ruled a millennium ago, his territory included parts of modern-day Ukraine and Russia. Moscow didn't exist. The day I spoke with Kovalenko, Kyiv was marking its 1,540th anniversary. Moscow, he noted dryly, is not even 900 years old. When the Moscow statue was unveiled in 2016, Patriarch Kirill, the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, defended building a statue to a man who never lived in the city. A monument to a father can be anywhere his children live, said Kirill. What's bad is when those same children forget that they had one father to begin with. But some say the Moscow Monument foreshadowed the militarism emanating from today's Kremlin. Russian historian Nikita Sokolov notes that while both monuments show the Grand Prince carrying a cross, Moscow's Vladimir is dressed for battle, with a conspicuous sword at his side. It was an act of symbolic war with Ukraine, said Sokolov. Unlike his Kiev counterpart, the Moscow statue is militaristic and imperial. In Kyiv, religious scholar George Kovalenko says Russia treats their Vladimir like a character in a fairy tale, while here, Volodymyr's legacy is real. For people who live here in Kyiv, he's not a myth. He was here. He built the buildings that we walk past, that we pray and that we see every day. And he looms every day over Kyiv and Moscow. One man, two names, dueling statues and conflicting narratives. Very much part of the battle taking place today. I'm Greg Myrie in Kyiv. And I'm Charles Maines in Moscow. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. 